Hello and welcome to the Daily Post podcast. My name is Yuri Mello. I will be your host as I guide you through the most valuable and relevant emotional and psychological ideas. Ideas that will transform your perspective and enhance your personal life and relationships. Let's do this. This is episode number 29. Hello there, you amazing person. How are you? I hope you are doing well. Thank you and welcome to another fabulous Daily Pulse Challenge Week. And this week is all about resilience. And I feel like resilience is every once every once in a while in the psychology world, right? There are kind of these pop-up terms, right? And I feel like growth mindset and resilience are two of the things that are happening now, especially if you happen to have children that are in school, you probably hear that type of language all the time, maybe even from your kids or things that you've seen the school send home to you. Anyways, those two words are big words and they're concepts that are actually really good. And I want to talk a little bit today about resilience. And this is something, of course, that I've seen over the past 16 to 17 years of my practice. I see the extraordinary resilience that people have despite their circumstance. And of course, we have seen movies, we have heard stories, we have read books of the most incredible things that happen to individuals, sometimes despite the most extreme of circumstances. And so today we're going to talk a little bit about what resiliency is. If you want to expand this capacity in your life, we're going to talk about some individual characteristics, personalities, perspective, and wisdom that will allow you to be a little more resilient in your life. But the most important thing that you need to realize right away is that resilience is the norm. Like this is what you are made to be. You are created as a resilient being. This is like your birthright. It's like your life force. It's like the blood that flows in you. We are designed to overcome, not to succumb. That is the reality of who we are. And I think this is really important as I deal with people who have been through many situations. I deal with people who have gone through horrendous trauma. And one of the first things that I tell them the first day, the first hour that we meet is, look, like I can't even comprehend what you have been through. But I am here to tell you like that we are made to overcome trauma. We are made resilient. Like we have this tremendous capacity to just be immensely strong. And so what resiliency is, and, and this is maybe a little bit of a definition, right? I suppose is really a combination of survival, of perspective and wisdom, of adaptation and ultimately growth. And I think all of that in my mind spells resilience. The resilient individual is able to survive and thrive. And maybe that's the combo. And whenever I start to think about resilience and kind of what it is and what it means to me is, and I, and as I've studied and as I've looked throughout my life as to what resiliency is, this quote kept coming back to me, which all of you should now be somewhat familiar with. I think I may have even mentioned it in the past. It's from Man's Search for Meaning. Viktor Frankl makes this statement, and he says, 
that there is a space between stimulus and response. In that space is our power to choose that response. And in our response lies our growth and our freedom, and I would add, our joy. And so that space, that power, is perhaps encapsulated what resiliency is, is our capacity to be resilient, our capacity to choose our response that then makes or gives meaning or purpose to our life and to the circumstances and to the context. And so a little bit of what I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about some of these factors, right, that affect resilience. And individuals who have done lots of experience and experiments and lots of research have basically come up with these factors over the year, and some of these are things that I've noticed in therapy. But I find right off the bat, and this just lends itself to be very true, that people who are resilient have the capacity or the ability to work a problem. They're willing to work the problem. They're willing to shift mental gears from blaming, complaining, critiquing, whatever it is, finding fault, to working a problem. And I suppose that that would almost be uh, what people would call in the field of resiliency high intelligence. Well, high intelligence is the capacity to work a problem. That's what they would see that as, or their ability to do so. The other thing that we see as another factor that affects or that we can work on to improve our resiliency is our emotional stability, right? And this is working on our ability to be mindful instead of mindless. It's our ability to respond instead of react, right? And so this ability to be emotionally stable, right, to keep our cool, to keep our wits about you, that's really what this whole 365 days to better thinking, feeling, and being is all about, is about us becoming more mindful, more deliberate, more congruent with our actions. And in some respect, that's what emotional stability helps us to do. Now, I'm not going to go into all the reasons why we are or aren't emotionally stable, And we'll go, I actually will go into that just a little bit at the end because I understand that some of these things are not just our own doing. Our own resiliency isn't just about what it is that we can do. Our own resilience has a lot of factors that have nothing to do with anything you've done and have everything to do with biologically who you are and the context and the attachments that you made as a child. And so as we approach this topic of resilience, it's important that you view it from a place of humility and understanding instead of, well, I'm really resilient and I'm just really good at these things. And we view it from a place of arrogance and perspective. And honestly, that'll maybe serve you and not the whole, the rest of the world. And so anyways, I think that that's important for me to kind of just give that little preface there. The other thing that people who have high levels of resiliency do is that they're sociable. What does that mean? It means that they have good social connections, good social networks, and are able to maintain them. These people who have high resiliency have good networks of people, whether they be friends, whether they be family, whether they be clubs, whether they be religious groups and institutions, whether they be 
whatever it is. They have good ones of those, and they know how to keep them. And people who have high resilience are usually conscientious, which means that they're dependable, they're honest, they're people of their word. So there's even kind of a little phrase that says that people who keep, like, well, it says, keep your cool, keep your friends, and keep your word. And those three things improve your ability to be resilient. I'll say it again, just so you can kind of catch that little phrase. Keep your cool, keep your friends, and keep your word will help you to be resilient. Now, another factor that I preach, oh my gosh, probably incessantly, and I'm sure I tire my clients with the amount of time that I talk about this, but it is just so key, I believe, and specifically when it comes to resiliency in life and the challenges that we face now, and that is our psychological flexibility, almost like it's our mental agility. A good sign of physical health has to do with our physical agility. Well, I think a good sign of our own mental or psychological lifestyle or wellness has to do with our own mental or psychological agility. The ability to take life as it is and to work with it. For me, that's what psychological flexibility is. We view and accept life as it is and we work with it. Now, this means that Yes, we plan. Yes, we look forward. Yes, we write goals. Yes, we make plans to move forward and to grow. But life, as you now know in your years of experience, has a significant part that is completely out of our control. And psychological flexibility allows us to take that life as it is, as it is in front of us, as it is happening, instead of rejecting it and working with it. It's our ability to be forever adapting. And that, once again, is who we are. That is who we are. All the things that we identify and say, this is me, this is just me, all of those things are incorrect. We are forever adaptable, evolving, and growing. Yes, I believe that there are some things, perhaps metaphysically, that, that tell us who we are as a whole, But even that definition has to do with us as capable or beings that are constantly developing, adapting, and growing. Another thing that people who are really good at resilience is they're good at problem engaging instead of problem avoiding. So this is, and oh my gosh, like I am the greatest the most passive individual and the most avoidant individual at times. So this is something that I have to become good at because avoidance and procrastination create a tremendous amount of stress for me. And there's a pretty good chance that it creates a pretty good amount of stress for you. So just remember that this is one of those things that helps us to be resilient is instead of problem avoiding is engaging the problem directly. Um, I've also found that people who are resilient know their value. They know their goals. They know that they have a purpose. And this sustains them. I think it enriches them. It gives them depth. It gives them something deep to dig into instead of those who don't. I also find that people who are resilient understand their control and their influence not only toward themselves, toward others, and toward life around them. This is all about 
being or feeling powerful versus being or feeling powerless. And here is the absolute truth, my friend. We can always affect or impact the outcomes of our lives. Yes, there is much that is just chaotic and outside of our reach, but there is much that is within and our ability to focus our energy in that space will help you to feel confident and powerful instead of hopeless and powerless. The other thing, of course, is to have this growth mindset, and I alluded to it initially. And growth mindset basically allows you to frame your life, imagining, I mean, just imagine a picture, right? And then around that picture is a frame, The picture inside is your life, but the frame allows you to see life as the potential for growth instead of calamity and catastrophe, which is what often happens. And so recognize that all things can be and are for your good and experience. And I know that that is a challenging statement amidst the incredible horrors that exist in life. But my friend, I have to believe it. And I believe that you have to believe it so that we can act and do and go upward and onward and rise above the circumstance and trauma that many of us have carried throughout our lives. It's also important, I've mentioned it earlier, that even though I've just discussed some characteristics, some individual personality traits, that context matters. In fact, the greatest, the most important sign that scientists or that researchers have found to show that people are the most resilient is that these people had a loving bond as children. They had a good childhood attachment to a responsible and caring adult. And so if you did not have that as a child, I hope that you are being that to one now. I hope that you are being that to a spouse, to a friend, to a child, and I hope that you have been fortunate enough to find one of these people to join yourself with that allows for a wonderful attachment. I often tell people that a good attachment now can heal so many previous deficiencies from our our lives. It's so important. This whole process of resiliency also reminds me of, and I've shared this thought before in some of the daily posts, and some of you may have remember, it's the old fable of the oak and the reed, right? Remember the oak, the mighty oak, right? Rigid, strong, rooted. And then the reed, flexible, dynamic. And when the storm came and blew hard, the oak broke but the reed bent and was flexible and was dynamic and was rooted in that meaning and purpose of who they are, and it stayed and it survived. And so I sometimes even look at this whole conversation, um, even about some of the political debate. This is a a political or a, a, 
an election year. And so whenever it is that you receive this, maybe you're receiving it now, maybe you're receiving it later, but so much of the political debate now has become so psychologically closed. And I believe that that is because people have become so rigidly committed to their own dogma, to their own truth, that they ironically are closed to the truth with capital T. Resilience, then, is a life that is open. It is seeking. It is humble. And it believes that growth and evolution are what we are here to do and are a part of our context and our experience. And when we address life, when we live life with our arms wide open, confident that anything and everything can happen and whatever does happen, we will be able to work it out. Then, my friend, you will be resilient and you will be able to handle life in the most honorable of ways. Thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful week and I hope that this becomes a magnificent tool for you and your life. And if you like it, Share it with others, for heaven's sakes. And I'll see you tomorrow, tomorrow, for a little bit more goodness about resiliency. 